0: Yo, what up? What up? This is Mids Only, episode 20. Today's April 5th, 2023. We're coming to you live from Bedford, New Hampshire. Steve Pets. I got my good friend Nick White with me. Nick's a loan
1: officer at Megastar Financial. Mm-hmm. Yep. Love it. Based right here in New Hampshire and also out in Denver, Colorado. Yeah, I'm
0: sure we'll get into that because I'm actually really curious mm-hmm. about the New Hampshire, Colorado dynamic. Yeah. But... I'm super excited. Nick's a good dude. We did this first time home buyer seminar last night, which was a lot of fun. I got a lot out of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was good. Great presentation. The dude you were working with, presenting with, actually knew his stuff. You can tell he's a great salesman just on
1: the way he speaks. Yeah. Brian's really knowledgeable about real estate, Mm -hmm. the market in general. Um, He does a good job for sure.
0: Yeah. I was talking to him afterwards too. And he's like, yeah, I've only been in the, I was like, how long have you been in the game for? He's like. Three, four years i'm like what are you serious i thought like the way he was speaking i, I could have sworn this dude's been a real estate agent 20 mm-hmm. years and then he told me three or four years and i'm like wow but you got you can tell he's got a sales background just on the way he speaks and the way he carries himself right people
1: in real estate come from all forms of backgrounds yeah, right for sure i know people who have come from essentially every industry you can think of mm-hmm. and Real estate's what you make of it, and you can market yourself the way you want to. So it's really cool to see where people come from. For
0: yeah, sure. absolutely. Like me, I, I'm a young kid. I come from a hospitality background. I've been working in a restaurant since I was 16. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've kinda ha- I kind of have those, those household skills down mm-hmm. in a way. Like That's kind of the way I describe it. Like, like when someone comes into a restaurant that you work at, like, it's almost like they're coming into your home. That's kind of the way I look at it. Like They walk through the front door. You welcome them. You greet them. You let them, let them hang out where they want. You're like, hey, can I get you anything? This is my house. I want to take care of you here. Yep. Same thing with the office. You texted me you were here. I'm like, go inside. Make yourself comfortable. Like, you don't have to wait in the car. Like, this is our home. You're welcome here. That's kind of the way I look at it. And, like, this mm-hmm. office is so great. And I'm sure Pete and Rebecca gave you a warm welcome. Like, did you talk to them yeah, at all?
1: I talked to Pete a little bit. Mm-hmm. Great
0: guy. Great yeah. guy. Great mentor. Mm-hmm. He's really taken me under his wing too, because he's been an agent like twenty years or so.
1: He knows the ropes, then. Yeah, yeah, he does. Sweet, the king of match, king of greater match. Yeah, seriously. Yep, yeah. yeah. cool, man. Um, yeah, so yeah, let just tell me ahead. about yourself. Yeah, let's
0: let's get your background before we get into the business. Like, we like,
1: totally. Where are you from? Where do you live? So I grew up in, in a going? town called Hollis, New Hampshire. Uh huh. And if, for those of you that don't know, it's based right outside of Nashua. And grew up there. Very fortunate to be growing up in that town. It was very safe. Played sports. It was a great great place mm-hmm. to grow up. Hollis is a nice town. Yeah, for sure. And went to SNU in Manchester, slash yep. Hooks New Hampshire. Went there for three years. Graduated early in an economics and finance degree. Um, I've had different sales positions over the, my course of college mm-hmm. and directly after school, too. But, but what were you selling? I was... Over at guaranteed rate, yep. doing business development, lots of stuff like that, doing event planning and social media marketing with them, mm-hmm. on top of building my career as an LO. And then I've just done other sales jobs throughout college just yeah. to gain that experience. But sales with, is huge, man. Yeah. But with huge. my degree, with my degree being in economics and finance, I wanted to leverage that background mm-hmm. to not only have a career within a financial sector but also be on the sales side and lending is the perfect mix between the two. Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Because you have that background, you have that financial knowledge, you know how to run, how to run the numbers, yep. how all that works. Mm-hmm. So, And with that sales background too a little bit, like you said, a loan officer is a perfect career because you kind of have to mix those two. You have to be able to market yourself. You have to. You have to be able to go talk to agents, get them to do business with you. Absolutely. Instill confidence in them so that they're confident when they send you their clients.
1: Absolutely. And at
0: the same time, you gotta know the numbers too, as a loan officer.
1: It's super important as a loan officer to understand different economic trends that are occurring in the market, mm-hmm. also tracking the interest rate market, the real estate market itself. It's really important to stay up to date every single day with that, to make sure that not only are you making the most of every client's investment into a property, mm-hmm. but you can retain that business and get more business from people in the future.
0: Absolutely. Because. Like you were even saying last night, it's like maybe you do business with someone six months down the line or two years later. You call them up and you're like, "Hey, this is the rate you want to get refinanced. I can save you some money on your monthly
1: payment." Mm-hmm. So, life it, life brings a wide variety of changes, and mm-hmm. you never know what that may entail in terms of your living situation. And I want to be that person who can help you out on the financial side because let's be real here. No matter if it's your first property or you're a seasoned investor. Buying a home can be a stressful and
0: absolutely stressful process. Huge for sure. process. It's a huge ordeal to go through.
1: Life brings enough stress already. Mm-hmm. In the way that I operate my business on the loan on the on the mortgage side, I want no stress. Period. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Because as a realtor, when I'm working with clients, I don't even want to even have to think about the numbers.
1: Yep, that's my job.
0: Yeah, like at mm-hmm. least mortgage related, maybe price point and offer mm-hmm. related. Yeah, I'll take care of that. But like. From a mortgage perspective, I want to just pass that off to the dude. I want to pass it off to Nick and be like, hey, Nick's going to get you guys a great rate on this house, and he's going to help you out with everything you need to do.
1: Mm -hmm. I can go into detail if you like a little bit about my process and how I go about working with clients. Absolutely.
0: So, So, all right, let's say I'm working with clients, and I'm like, hey, it's time to get you pre-approved. I set mm -hmm. up a group chat. I'm like, hey, this is Nick. Where do you take it from there?
1: So unless the, the buyer is a savvy financial person and they can do the application themselves, I always enjoy walking through the application with clients. I get all their information, get permission to run their credit, and essentially run numbers that way to see what they're able to be pre-approved for. And I also gauge their interest in what motivates them to buy a property, mm-hmm. what their time frame is, what their careers are. I see who they are as a person first and what's motivating them to buy the property. And then run the numbers, I should say. So, And then after that, I can get a pre-approval done in an hour, not Mm -hmm. even. Yeah, it's pretty quick. It's a pretty 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 quick quick. process, right? We get them pre-approved, and then you guys go out, go find homes to uh, put offers in. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, I collect their their back-end paperwork, like tax returns, photo ID, obviously, um, commission statements, two years work history, address history, that type of stuff. And... <clears throat> and then with that, after every application, I always schedule a consultation with them. Mm-hmm. Usually between like three and seven days after that initial call. Do you do
0: it in person or do you do it over the phone or Zoom? The, like how do you The consultation? It? Yeah.
1: I usually do it over, over Zoom. Uh-huh. If they want to do it in person, I'm happy to meet up with them. But over Zoom is typically I mean, it's more probably- efficient.
0: Not super in depth, anyways. You can just get it done over the computer.
1: It actually is pretty in depth. You I'd think so? say, yeah, it takes about an hour to run through it. Really? Okay. And we run through different mortgage programs, mm-hmm. different down payment options, different purchase price options. Okay, maybe
0: there's more than I thought. Different,
1: there. different rate buy down options too. Um, and we essentially will put together different scenarios, and we collectively decide on what the best program will be for them. Mm-hmm. So therefore, they're already pre-approved. That's all you need to know. Yep. And and therefore when it comes time to underwriting and processing that mortgage they know exactly where every number is going into and where every monthly payment is being allocated into mm-hmm. in terms of the mortgage and not only that but it's making the most of their current financial situation mm-hmm. so they can make a greater return in the future
0: yeah cuz you're almost consulting with them as well about their finances in a way mm-hmm. cuz you you got to like you can help them with their like where they want to allocate their money if they want to invest it here mm-hmm. Hey, maybe don't buy that new car yet if you're looking to buy a home, like you were talking about last night. Yep. What was that story about the dude that wanted to buy a boat?
1: Yeah, so this With was back house. Over, this was back over at Guaranteed Rate uh-huh. where there was a closing up in um, Lake Winnipesaukee. Yep. And this guy was adamant about buying a brand new bass pro boat. Oh my god. How much l- was the boat? I think it was like 60 grand. Jeez. Before he bought bought the house. How much was the house, do you remember? The house was like it was somewhere in like the 650 700 range. Okay, so this
0: dude's got some deep pockets here. I, I mean, yeah, he can probably afford the boat. Right. But from a loan officer and a realtor perspective, right. is the time to buy the boat the same exact time you're buying the house? Probably not, buddy. Let's get the house first, then let's wait on the boat. Because w- without the house, the boat is no good anyways, right?
1: Right, right. Me and the other loan officer that we were working with, we had to... Do some deep negotiating be like, hey. He was really that adamant about it, like he didn't get it. he he thought the time frame of the boat would have been sold like after he bought the house. Oh,
0: okay. So he was like, he wanted to move so, on it quick so, before it was
1: gone. But he didn't think about just putting down a deposit on the boat oh, first. Oh. He could have just done that and yeah. then buy the boat after the house closed. He could have just done that. But hey, he he ended up getting the boat after the house and ended up working Thank fine. God, because yeah. that could kill a deal right there. Right. Oh, yeah, would have killed it if he... You think so? Yeah, would have, yeah. His debt-to-income inc- debt ratio wouldn't have been... It uh, would have been too too much, and we wouldn't have been able to approve him for the loan.
0: Crazy, yeah. man. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, that was one of my last uh, deals I helped work on over at Guaranteed Rate mm-hmm. before I switched over to Megastar.
0: So, Guaranteed Rate, is that in New Hampshire, or is that out in Colorado? Yeah,
1: so, Guaranteed Rate's actually based in Chicago, and really? I worked okay. remotely for them. Oh, yep. okay. Yep. One of my first jobs out of college was working with them and. Business development, I helped out a little bit on the underwriting side, but it was mainly the business development side, Gen- helping generate more leads, uh, create social media marketing platforms, make the sales phone calls, help cr- plan and create events. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool to be able to get that, that business development and sales experience. And that was based remotely here in New Hampshire, where I, where I live. But the company's in Chicago, and they have branches all across the the country.
0: Yeah, same thing with Realty One Group. Like I'm based mm-hmm. in Bedford, New Hampshire, here, but they're they're nationwide. Right. Like they do this event in Vegas every year. That just I'm, happened, right? Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, I think last month, something like that. I'm going next year, dude. It looks like so much fun. I've never been yeah. to Vegas before either.
1: Megastar had their annual party in um, Hawaii in October. Oh, Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it, but I think the next one is in Europe. Dude, you gotta go. Year. I will. I will. Oh, Europe! I will be going. You know where for in sure. Europe? I think it's Monaco. Oh my God, you and gotta go! You gotta go! I'm there. excited about it. I, it could be somewhere else. I'm not totally sure, but I think it's Monaco. Mm. Yeah,
0: you're like a jack of all trades, man. I didn't realize how much experience you had under your belt with all these different jobs and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, my question is, how do you how do you make the decision? You're like, hey, I'm gonna be a loan officer because I guarantee in high school you weren't like. Yeah, that's my career. I know I'm going to do that. Like how how did how did that fall into place? Almost.
1: Yeah. So I always wanted to be some form of an entrepreneur, whether mm-hmm. I was owning a gym or doing something on the investment side. I always wanted to own my own business and do my own thing. And as I was getting my degree in economics and finance, I wanted to get as much exposure to different companies as possible mm-hmm. to see what industry I, I would work, I would work best in. I had an internship my junior year in accounting at a aviation company in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And it was a great job. I learned a lot about the back end and data entry and uh, accounts payable, mm-hmm. but not talking to people all day and being in a sales oriented role was really suffocating for me. I'm so, yeah, cause
0: you're just crunching the numbers all day exactly. staring at a computer screen. Like I, that's not fulfilling.
1: No, I'm so extroverted mm-hmm. to where like, I have to be talking to people on a daily basis. And that, that job just didn't give me what I needed. So fortunately, I was able to pivot. It's the perk of having internships in college. You're able to see what you're good at and where you can allocate your attention to. I pivoted, got into more sales-oriented classes and, mm-hmm. and roles. And as I was finishing my degree in economics and finance, I had an internship over at Puma down in, down in Boston.
0: Like the sneaker company?
1: Yep. 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 It was really cool. I met a handful of professional athletes. Oh, and really? That's cool. Yeah. It was really, really cool. Then unfortunately, or fortunately for that matter, COVID hit. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. So that just throws a monkey wrench into everything you're trying to do. I had
1: a full-time job offer from Puma and it got revoked because of the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: See, Um, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. Like you weren't meant to get that job. percent
1: Right? 100%. I'll follow up with that right now. So my whole plan, like I was like, you know what? Internship's going great. I'm going to interview for this job offer. Ended up getting it. Wasn't a great paying salary, but it's, a, it's an entryway into Puma. Like that's yeah, that's yeah, awesome, huge right? company. For sure, you can go nationwide, like worldwide with it. Actually, I was going to move to Boston. Maybe bartend on the weekend and get some extra cash, and then just build my career at Puma. That's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. March twenty twenty hits, and things turned up. Ended up being a little bit different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, got into lending pretty much immediately after school ended. I graduated in May twenty twenty, and got into guarantee rate pretty much immediately after that because I wanted to learn more about real estate investment and the real estate market in general. My mm-hmm. my knowledge wasn't that great at the time.
0: Yeah, so you had a fi- you had knowledge in finance but not necessarily mm-hmm. real estate at that I, point.
1: Yeah, I had a general understanding on you know, simple macro and microeconomics mm-hmm. and financial methods, but in terms of a you know, investment scale, I didn't really know much about that. Mm-hmm. So I joined Guaranteed Rate in a sales role, but the loan officers I was working with taught me so much about taking applications and underwriting and mm-hmm. getting deals closed and funded that it really geared me up well to joining Megastar and being where I'm at now.
0: Gotcha. So you yep. kind of just picked it up as you went on yep. the job there, just yep. learning from other people. Yep. Now that was at guaranteed rate. Correct, yep. And then, so what happens after that? You're like, hey, I want to be a loan officer now, pretty much? Or? Yeah,
1: so I, I knew pretty quickly that I wanted to build my career as a loan officer. Uh-huh. Um, and I knew I needed to go somewhere different to make that happen. Guarantee rate taught me a lot in regards to, you know, sales and networking and event planning and all that good stuff. But in terms of making me a loan officer, it just, I didn't get the support that I needed. So I shifted over to Megastar and you're probably wondering, how did you find Megastar? They're not in New Hampshire. How did you come across them? Yeah. yeah. So I also, I love, love Denver, Colorado. I love to ski. I love to be outside and triathlon training i love it and it's peak peak the best of the best out there for triathlon training yeah so colorado's beautiful have you been been before
0: never furthest west i've been is alabama
1: alabama what about alabama
0: Uh, i went to huntsville my cousin lived there at the time so we went and visited him it was a lot of fun this is a different part of the country it was a little weird different people down talk, there. talk different down we'll,
1: we'll, we'll bring you to colorado at some point steve yeah, yeah. dude we'll, we'll get I, you oh out there
0: God. i'm not the greatest skier in the world but i'm sure i could have a good time
1: yeah you'll have a good time regardless <laughs> but um so i always knew i wanted to build a brand out in colorado as well and but also build my brand in new hampshire mass and maine so how i figured how, what's the best way to go about doing that how should i best plan for that and i'm fortunately i have a good friend from college named david he moved to denver colorado pretty much the second he graduated in 2018 Mm -hmm. and him and I have stayed in touch ever since and remain good friends. He told me one day, probably around this time last year, he's like, Hey, I'm under contract for my third investment property. I'm like, what? Your third investment property? How? how? His own? His own. Wow. Yeah. Like you just graduated college four years ago. How do you have three properties already? So I asked for an introduction to to the lender he works with and Mm -hmm. him and I hit it off immediately. His name is Mike Stone of Megastar Financial. I think,
0: I think I've think i heard that name from you before.
1: Yeah. He's he's similar to what Pete is to you. An amazing yeah. mentor.
0: Been in the game a long time.
1: Uh, 12 years, I believe, he's been uh-huh. in the game for. And he is someone that I really look up to. And he's given me an amazing opportunity to build myself here in New Hampshire and also out in Denver as well. So they
0: don't have any offices here, do
1: they? they we have a small one up in Portland, Maine. There's a yep. small branch up there. It's
0: not even in the state,
1: though. No. He... in. Jackson's a great loan officer, too, but he really only focuses within, like, greater Portland area. Uh-huh. Um, I want to be the guy that focuses in, like, Southern Maine, New Hampshire, and Mass gotcha. for, for Megastar. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because they don't have anybody out here. So, like, nope. you're, like, almost like their boots on the ground, really. So if they're that's maybe, exactly what I want, too. So maybe one day they're like, hey, maybe it's time to open up an office in Southern New Hampshire. They talk to you because you're the guy in the company that's already here with his feet yep. on the ground. They're like, yo, Nick, you think you can run an office for us? Mm-hmm. And maybe that comes with a pay raise, some other benefits. So,
1: potentially, yeah.
0: Yeah, like the future's bright, brother.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I plan to split time between Denver and uh, New Hampshire. How do you,
0: how do you balance that? Because that's like halfway across the country.
1: It is. So, fortunately, being a lender, you can work remotely pretty much 100% mm-hmm. of the time. And oh, yeah, because
0: a lot of it's computer work. Yep. And you could talk to All, of, all phone. of it's computer yeah, work. Exactly. Yep.
1: I know a lender at Guarantee Rate, he lives down in. Uh, Palm Beach, Florida. Mm-hmm. All his deals are in Chicago. No way. Yep. He's from Chicago. How does he
0: even get those deals? Then does he just have a network in Chicago and people just hit him up?
1: Uh, he was born and raised in Chicago, and he's just maintained great relationships there. He'll bounce back That's to wild, Chicago, dude. I don't, know, I don't know how frequently he does it, but he he goes back. You know, again, I don't, I don't know how frequently he does it, but he maintains good relationships there just through Zoom phone calls, uh-huh. being collaborative on on social media with them. So. Good for him, has, dude. And That's wild. Why, why can't I do the same here, yeah, in exactly. New, here in New England and also out in Colorado as mm-hmm. well? I also plan to get my, all the West Coast states to Washington, Oregon, Cali, Arizona as well. You, you want to get licensed there? You can go nationwide with lending, and I want to be nationwide.
0: All over the place. Yep. Yeah, you just want leads coming in from
1: wherever. Exactly, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes and invest 100% of my paycheck to, to do so.
0: That's what Pete says. You got to put money back into the business, otherwise, it's never going to grow.
1: You have to invest in your business. Mm-hmm, most definitely. It doesn't matter if you're starting your own business, if you're a realtor or lender, insurance agent. It Even does, if it, you're
0: running a coffee shop. Abso-
1: oh, absolutely. It doesn't matter. You have to
0: put money back into the business.
1: If you are a sole proprietor or an entrepreneur in any way, if you're not investing back into your business, you're never going to see growth. And you mm-hmm. have to make that happen to see growth.
0: You're 100% right. Mm-hmm. But um, how often are you in Colorado, though?
1: um i've been four times three or four times in the past year uh-huh yep so you
0: so you you go there pretty
1: frequently Um, yeah quite a bit I'm you blo- just fly I'm, out of I'm boston going, to denver or? yep i'm going back out there in may for a week uh-huh mm-hmm. and part of that trip we're actually gonna go hike zion me and my girlfriend oh, are
0: dude i'm pumped about it that's fun yeah so you get to travel a little bit too like you're all over the place you're back and forth back totally. and forth totally you got a network out there you got to network here
1: my network's definitely much much bigger here yeah in, i okay, would think because you're England. from here spent all 23 years of my life here yeah so, exactly yeah but you can always build more connections elsewhere so
0: yeah and i mean that's the power yeah. of social media right there
1: oh absolutely like you 100%. can connect with
0: someone out in cali right here right now on the phone mm-hmm. could Hawaii, you do that 50 yeah. years ago probably
1: not take a lot more effort to do yeah. that 50 years ago
0: exactly it's just like we have so much so many tools at our disposal in this in this digital age and it's a sh- it's a shame not to leverage them
1: the number one form of marketing today is social media. Agreed. If your company or your brand is not on social media today,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're, you're behind. You have to do it. You have to do it. Mm-hmm.
0: To do it. That, that's part of the thing, too, is you, you have to stay ahead of the curve. You have to stay up to date on it because, like, what's hot right now might not be hot two years from now. So, like, Absolutely. How, do you, how do you know where it's going? And that's, that's part of the challenge. Yep. Is like, do you know TikTok's still going to be hot two years from now? Should you be putting all your focus and time and energy into that right now? I don't know. Maybe the government bans it in 2 months from now. Maybe they like, do. Who knows?
1: Instagram Reels and TikTok, they started only getting big like 2 years ago. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's when the short form oh. content blew up.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's it's tough. It's tough to know where to dedicate your time. Like are podcasts still going to be a thing in 2 years? I would think so. I would think so, yeah. Hopefully. That's why I enjoy that's why I keep doing it.
1: Good podcast just like the Mid's Only podcast will yeah. be around in 2 years. What you
0: know about Mid's Only? <laughs> <laughs> I have so much fun on this, man. It's a little update for the fans, though. is like, so the past few episodes, I think 17 up until this one, I've been doing them here at the office because before that, I was just doing them at my apartment with subpar equipment, yep. but they have, our office is so great and they let us use all this and it's so much leverage. So I'm like, yeah, obviously I'm going to come here and do that because mm-hmm. th- this equipment is excellent. The microphones are great. The setup's great. We got lighting. It's it's just a good vibe here. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to build out a new setup in my apartment. So I rearranged my whole room, moved the bed across the room. So now I kind of have like this empty wall and okay. I'm going to get a couch. I'm going to get new microphones. I'm probably going to get a mixer. I need like a table and I'm going to set it up so I can do all the podcasts there.
1: A mids only sign? Yeah.
0: Oh, I already got the mids only oh, sign. Oh, you do? Okay, it's cool. it's nothing special. I might, might I might get something better eventually, but...
1: Invest back in your business and get a bigger sign. What do you
0: think I'm doing, Nick? That's why I'm on <laughs> the mics, man. I it's love fun, it. though. I like, love it, man. I say it all the time. It's a passion project. Yep. And and people coming on here, I feel like I get to build a better connection with them. Oh, for when sure. When they sit down, take time out of the der- their day to talk to me. Because mm-hmm. you don't get that a lot of the times now. Like, it's so hard to build a connection with someone over the phone. You can't. You can't.
1: It's hard. It Maybe... You get that one unicorn where you can mm-hmm. connect just really well with over the phone, but overwhelming majority of people, it's it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, being able to sit down in person and build valuable, quality, meaningful relationships with people that are not only going to refer you business, but be just a, be be your friends, be an asset for you, and yeah. go to bat for you too. Part, for of, sure. your network, part of your network, absolutely. Like that's
0: what this whole thing is. It's about networking. Yep. And as a realtor, you need a network in order to be successful. I need. I need to call the trash king when I need junk removal. Thanks for the plug to that you guy got it. last night. Yeah. I'm going to get him on the podcast, dude. I bet he's got some funny stories.
1: Um, Tyler has a variety of stories to oh share. Oh, yeah, here. junk yeah. removal,
0: I'm sure he's seen some stuff, man. People, like, imagine all the things people leave behind mm-hmm. when they're getting out of a place. Right. But, yeah, this, it's networking. All, like, everything I'm doing is about building a network here in this city, in my mm-hmm. area, in Manchester right now. That's what I'm focused on doing. Yep. Like when I'm bartending or serving at the GOAT, I'm networking at the same time. Yeah, I'm picking up cash flow, but I'm talking to people. I'm meeting them. Mm -hmm. I'm establishing a relationship with them. Like I can't tell you how many freaking people I've met there that I've built a connection with that I have as a contact in my phone now that I can hit them up when I need something. Or when maybe when they want to buy a house, they come to me and they're like, hey, let's get this done. I'm going to be like, hey, let's get you pre-approved. My boy Nick is going to hook it up for Mm -hmm. you. Or if they need to sell their house. Yeah, same thing, same yep. thing. A lot I mean, as a young kid, a lot of my network is younger people,, yep. so they ne- might not necessarily have a house to sell
1: yet. True.
0: I mean, I do know a lot of my friends' parents that they definitely own property. Mm-hmm. but are they going to trust me yet? I don't know. Maybe I need to, maybe I need to get a few deals under my belt first so they actually yeah. have, can have the, the confidence to put their asset in my hands to market yeah. it for them and I've, get that deal closed. I
1: have a question for you. So uh-huh. you work at the goat. How many nights a week do you work there? too many too many okay. too many
0: that's what i've come to realize i love that place and it's great but in order to try to do what i'm doing with real estate i need to cut back my schedule there so i can focus mm-hmm. and i can be more in the office more so i have more time to look at houses i have more time to make more phone calls right or take phone calls because i'm wor- or uh i'll get into that a little later but i do four days a week mm-hmm. so i do wing wednesday which is today shout out wing wednesday favorite be- maybe day of i'll stop of the week. by dude come through i okay. serve the rail
1: Cool. The rail? Yeah, um, it's like this. Perfect. It's
0: like, kind of like this bar in the middle of the restaurant because there's like a ramp that people walk down and yeah, they yeah. go to the dance floor. Mm-hmm. Anyone, have you been there before?
1: A little too many times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's a great spot, man. I love it's, it there. It's fun, yeah. Um, but yeah, I do Wing Wednesday, Friday night. Saturday, I do a double, so I'm there all day. Yep. Serving brunch and dinner. And then Sunday, I bartend. Cool. Right now, that's my schedule right now. What I want to try to do is do like three nights a week, like I'm, I'm thinking like Monday night, Wednesday night, Friday night would be perfect because I want the weekends so I can go to open houses and I can bring right. clients to open houses because that's when a lot of real estate stuff happens is on mm-hmm. the weekend when people aren't working their job. Yep. You know what I mean?
1: Real estate is a evenings and weekends mm-hmm. gig. It, it, really, Absolutely. it really is. People work nine to five and you have to vouch for them when they're not working mm-hmm. and, and talk to them when they're not working. I have a question for you about working at the GOAT. So you work there 40s a week. How do you... Go about talking to people, saying that you're in real estate. Whenever you serve them or serve them Mm. a drink, how do you how do you bring up a conversation saying, "Hey, I'm in real estate. If you or anyone you know is looking to buy or sell, give them my card and let me know." How do do you go about doing mm -hmm. that?
0: It's an interesting question. It's tricky sometimes because you don't want to force it on them. You don't want to just be some slummy salesman trying to be like, "Hey, let me sell your house." Mm -hmm. Like, no, you're gonna come off too strong. You have to like, I just I just talk to them at first. I'm like, "Hey, how are you? How's your day?" Yep. What do you do? What's your name? Just build a relationship with them. And then you can work real estate into that conversation. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, yeah, uh, I bartend here, but I'm also in real estate. Speaking of which, you know anyone that wants to buy or sell a house? That, there's that plug right there. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yep. Okay, let me give you my business card. You have that person give me a call or shoot me a text if yep. they want to talk about it. I'm, so, like, you, you, you can't come off too salesy. Yeah, You can't. It's you're a, otherwise, you're going to kill yeah. it.
1: It's a relationship-driven business, dude.
0: Most definitely.
1: No one likes being sold, too, but people love to have a good relationship with someone.
0: Something we learned in a, a sales class that they taught here is, I said it on a couple episodes now, but people hate being sold, but they love shopping with friends. And it could not be more true. Yep. It's this guy, Ryan Serhant. We took his course, and he says that.
1: Sell it like Serhant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's exactly what it is. Yep. People hate being sold, but they love shopping with friends. If you build relationship, relationships with people, you bring them on your podcast. You sit down you talk to them. Mm-hmm. You learn their story. What makes them tick? Yep. Where they are, where they've been, where they're going. You're, that person's your friend now. Mm-hmm. So when it comes time for them to make a real estate transaction, they're going to come talk to you because they trust you. They don't want to work with some agent who's in it for the money. They want to work with their friend. And that's what I'm in yeah. the business of doing. I'm in the business of making more friends, expanding my network mm-hmm. here in New Hampshire. I've been here my whole life. Would I like to move away somewhere nice and warm? Yeah. It's, yeah. I want to go lie under the palm tree all day, but this is, this is where I am right now. Mm-hmm. So I have to stay here. Totally. My network is here. My business is here. Mm-hmm. My future's here for now. Yep. And I love it here. Yeah, it's cold in the winter, but summers are beautiful. I love the spring. The fall is the best season, fall, dude. It is, man. It so
1: is. You can't tell me fall's not the best season. Football's back in session. Mm-hmm. The World Series is coming up. Not a baseball guy, but it's high. Well, I'm a big baseball guy. <laughs> but um, the, the the foliage is it's right out of a magazine. Can't here. beat it. Can't beat it. Colorado foliage is beautiful too, but nothing beats New Hampshire, dude, or Vermont. Vermont's big too, but mm-hmm. cool. Um, I think um. I don't know about you but I feel like
0: spring has sprung it's still gray and stuff outside but like I feel like spring is pretty much here every spring I just I feel like I step into a new version of myself Mm -hmm. same thing in the fall too I don't know what it is but I always feel like I step into a new version of myself and I'm like okay I'm gonna grind all winter long and then I come to spring and I'm like okay it's time to soar baby yeah, let's do this. I've been putting in so much work. I'm here now. I'm gonna to continue to work, but let's have some fun too. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, I'm a young kid. I'm 20 years old. I want to have a good time. As you should. Yeah, I, I skipped out on college, so like I gotta enjoy myself here and there. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what you I have mean? to. You have to. Um, dude, it makes me so happy when the clocks finally go back to sunset at 8:30 p.m. It's it makes life's better when that happens. What's up, Wynn? That's, by That's our Wynn. boy. The boys. That,
0: <laughs> We're is, mid episode right now. Is that Josh, come is here. That, come here. Come here, Josh. Great young men
1: here. <laughs> young, killing it. Handsome as could be. Buy a house with Steve Pets. Buy a loan. house
0: with Josh Wynn. Get the, get the loan through Nick White. Do it up. That's our boy. Josh has taught me so much, man. I'm so appreciative of him. He's going to be on the podcast too. He has no choice, but he's a social media guy, so he'll be all about it. Um,. Shout out to Hometown Coffee, they sponsored our, your your event last they night. They did. They did. How did how did you make that happen?
1: Oh, it's simple. I went up to Mike, the owner of uh-huh. Hometown, because you're said, there all the time. I bet right. I'm there three days a week at least. Yeah. And I said, hey, any possibility you can help sponsor this event? And he said, yeah. Let me know what you need, and I'll take care of you. Gave me two um, pints of cold brew, or half gallons of cold brew. There mm-hmm. we go. And. Did Addu- just give it, it to you. And doesn't often just give it to me. Wow. I'm like what a guy. I'm gonna, I'm going to make sure he gets he gets more people in here getting coffee. Yeah. Small business helping small business. You can't beat it. Yeah, for yeah. real
0: man. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. He's a good dude too. I see him at the gym all the time. I always talk to him anytime I go in there. I see him at the go every once in a while. Yep. Like th- that that is the type of man that I want to be. Uh-huh. Running small businesses, networking in this community, taking care of people, making them better. Yep. while bettering himself like there's no better man than that and i'm sure he's got yeah. a family too he drives a nice big silver truck Oh, he does. i see it parked outside hometown all the time <laughs> but um he's actually i know you probably know more about it than me but he's opening up a brewery next door to the coffee shop too right
1: yeah so funny enough so yesterday when i went to pick up the what he gave me for the first time home buyer mm-hmm. event we talked a little bit about the brewery he's opening it up a year from now and he's already getting different brand sponsorships he's going to get people on other small businesses on the the growlers or the the, the four packs mm-hmm. to sponsor their business and make sure they get notifications oh. too. So do you uh, know
0: if it's going to be like a restaurant? Like can people go in there and eat or is it just a brewery?
1: I'm sure he'll have some food in there, but yeah. I think it's mainly going to be a brewery scene. Because
0: uh-huh. like it, you might as well open up a little bar. Oh yeah. Do it. yeah. He's got the coffee shop next door. It just makes sense.
1: Yeah. he So he bought that uh, commercial place in I think 2019 or 2018 mm-hmm. he had just the um the roaster in there for two years and then he ended up opening the bar and then hometown just took off from there yeah yeah it's he, a good spot dude mm-hmm. he wholesales like um different coffee to um like Hannaford's and different small really? businesses too yeah that. he does do that but the shop is really where he gets most of his business I'd say. oh for sure yeah
0: it's always popping anytime I go in there there's people in there
1: at least 15, 20 people are in yeah, there. Yeah, seriously. Like there. Like, yep.
0: in peop- people like to hang out there too. They don't, they're not a lot. I'm like, when I go, I'm usually just in and out. But like, mm-hmm. I'll see people who sit down there for an hour. Yep. And they're doing work on their laptop. Just because like, it's a good spot to hang out.
1: I've spent four or five hours there at one point, just working and just enjoying the vibe. Maybe, enjoy, coffee too. maybe enjoying too much caffeine. But Yeah, I
0: know. I know, man. Yep. This morning when I woke up, I had a black coffee. Mm-hmm. set my blood on fire i went straight to the gym hit legs now we're here big leg day yeah yep not as big as i would like because I, <laughs> I was like all right i gotta make sure i got here on time for nick right i don't want to i don't want to waste his time or mine but black coffee in the morning mm-hmm. huge you know what else i've kind of been messing around with a little bit is cold exposure so at the like i'll take a warm shower and then at the end of it i'll switch the water freezing cold and i'll like force myself i literally have to force myself to stay in there for like Mm -hmm. two minutes like i'll do that's like my max i can do after that i'm like oh my god i need to get out of this thing but when i turn that water off and i step out of the shower i just feel like a new man i feel like i can do anything after the cold exposure Mm -hmm. like you you just it's like battling that inner demon Yep. That little bitch inside you. You're like, yeah, you're going to stay in this cold water. You don't have a choice, young man. Yep. And that, that empowers you.
1: It wakes you up in the morning. Yeah. Have you heard of Wim Hof? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I messed around with the Wim Hof breathing method a lot. Wim Hof, this man is on a different planet. Yeah. His I ability, don't know how he does it. His ability to withstand the most insane cha- battles and challenges, mm-hmm. they pers- purposely puts himself through, whether it's running a marathon in the desert, Barefoot or every day jumping in freezing cold water. Like he, yeah, definitely get someone to take notes. That's from the way for sure. to do it, man. Because yeah.
0: you can do all the business in the world, but at the same time, you got to take care of your body. You have to. I know we've been talking a lot about business, but there's a whole nother aspect to this thing called life, and it's called self care and your physical yep. well being. And it is essential. Essential, because if you mm-hmm. don't have that, you don't have anything. If you are not a healthy human being, all the business you do doesn't matter. Right. You can't be an entrepreneur without being healthy.
1: Both physically and mentally.
0: 100%. Yep. 100%. Mm-hmm. And what it comes down to is eating right. Not engaging in bad habits per se. Mm-hmm. Maybe not drinking alcohol every day. Mm-hmm. Maybe not smoking cigarettes every day. Like there's there's things you have to do. You have to drink the right amount of water. Mm-hmm. You have to eat good, healthy, nutritious food foods. You can't be macking on -on McDonald's every day of the week. Is it okay to dabble a little bit here and there, have a cheat day? Yes, most definitely. You have to have balance in life in all things, but you have to take care of yourself at the end of the day. Otherwise you have nothing.
1: When the machine is running smoothly, things run a lot Mm -hmm. better. Mm
0: -hmm. And you feel better. You have more energy. You approach things with more energy. if I woke up this morning and I was hungover, would I be able to do a podcast? Probably not, but I didn't drink yesterday. Yep. So I'm here and I'm able to put my best foot forward True. and do a good job and approach this with, with energy and get a great conversation.
1: Yep, I hold myself to a pretty high standard mm-hmm. with a lot of things in my life. The people in my life, the people I network with, the people I do business with, especially my friends, um, people within my inner circle. This is This is the most cliche thing to say but you don't you never really understand it until you put yourself into it but your network is your net worth 100%. it's it is the most cliche the time, thing to but say it's, it's legit but you it's never legit. really fully grasp it or understand it mm-hmm. until you put yourself in a situation where you have to utilize that yeah
0: would we yep. be in this office right now leveraging all this equipment if we weren't networked with the right people no nope. not a chance
1: nope
0: but because we have that network it allows us to do things right like this and leverage yep. Leverage is
1: everything. And joining Mike's team in Denver has allowed me to build my my business out there, but also mm-hmm. here in New England. What, what's yeah. the
0: what's the percentage split on that? How much of your business do you do here, and how much is in Colorado? It's majority here in New Hampshire yeah. so far. If you had to put a percentage on it, what would you say? Oh my god,
1: like ninety ten, maybe. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's just like a little bit here and there out there. Yeah,
1: but right. as I spend more time out in Denver, I'm sure yeah yeah that'll, you, that'll continue you to connect to with
0: more people, right?
1: And it gross. I definitely plan to own property both here in New England and also mm-hmm. out in Colorado, for sure. So ideally, at some point in the future, it'll be a good 50-50 split. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, where I am mainly based here in New Hampshire, it's majority here in New England.
0: Okay, here's one. Yep. If you could choose to
1: live here or there, where would you live? I, I would be in Colorado. You think so? I would be in, yeah. Not even a question, actually. Denver or... I would probably live in a town called Golden, Colorado.
0: See, I don't know. I've never been there. I don't know what. So if you look at the map of Denver,
1: Denver's a really drivable city, unlike Boston. Mm -hmm. Boston is just a nightmare to drive around. But oh my
0: god, tell me about it! I was literally there this
1: week. That city is made for horses, not made for (laughs) not made for cars. And however, the further west you go, uh, the, the better mapped out the cities are for cars. So Denver's a very drivable city. But when you go into the outskirts of Denver on the west side, there's a town called Golden. Is it on the more expensive side? It is, but.
0: I mean, if you're closing a bunch of deals, money's not a thing and you don't have to worry about it.
1: Ideally, ideally. East of you is the beautiful city of Denver, but west of you is I-70, the Rocky Mountains. Mm-hmm. So your backyard can be the mountains, but you can drive fifty minutes into downtown Denver. Yeah, and go have a good time. That would be the most ideal place to be. Yeah. But yeah, if I had to choose between New Hampshire or Denver, I would I would choose Denver. Yeah, I can respect it, though. Yeah. You don't have
0: to stay here your whole life. I don't. Hell, I don't want to stay here my whole life.
1: The world's your oyster. As yeah, they say, exactly, right? man.
0: Yep. Let's go live in Dubai. Just kidding. I don't know if I can hang in Dubai.
1: <laughs> different, different breed over there of people.
0: All yeah. the people I follow on Twitter—they're yeah. all moving to Dubai now.
1: All the entrepreneurs. Yeah, yep. yeah.
0: That's that is where I got my start in entrepreneurship. Really? Was Twitter?
1: Explain more about that. So,
0: I, I've talked about it on the pod before, but like, I just started consuming content from all these entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. and i realized that it's achievable for young men in this world and women young men and women can be entrepreneurs but like coming up in school they kind of they, they don't teach you to be an entrepreneur they teach you to be a worker and that's okay someone has to make coffee at starbucks but some people are meant to build million dollar businesses and yep. i was open to that idea through twitter that you can be one of the person that builds those businesses
1: have you heard the phrase the C student employs the a student absolutely yep and it's true a lot of the time that was me maybe
0: not for me I was definitely the a student but I was the c or the B or C <laughs> student I, I always worked hard in school man yep. I was the it's just in, how I was
1: my GPA definitely got much better in in college I almost graduated cum laude but um, in high school I I, I I did not thrive in high school yep. It's funny. A lot of the people that I've had on here say the same thing. Yep. One thing that high school does is they teach you from a even just middle school and you no know, primary schools, they teach you They teach you not only math and English and science and history, those subjects, but what's more important that goes on notice is the exact same regimen every single day. Mm. It's yep. like
0: they're not even teaching it to you. They're just instilling it in
1: you. They're instilling a mindset in you to Work a certain amount of hours Mm -hmm. and have that 30-minute break for lunch.
0: Work Monday through Friday, mm -hmm. 9 to 5. Yep. When, as an entrepreneur, you could be working on your business at 2 a.m. on a Sunday. Mm
1: 24-7. Whether you're a realtor or a lender or you own your own business, you're always on the clock. Mm -hmm. You're always trying to find ways to bring more business in network and build those relationships. They're and as a young,
0: as a young entrepreneur, I think sales is the perfect stepping stone into that career as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. because unless you come from a background with money, you don't have the startup capital mm-hmm. to go and launch that idea that you want to build. Yep. do. Like, yep. I can't go open a restaurant right now cause they don't have that startup capital, True. but sales, you get in what you, or you get out what you put in. Mm-hmm. So if you work hard for two, three, four years, Make a bunch of money, close a bunch of deals. All of a sudden, you have all this capital that you can invest, grow mm-hmm. that money, or you can launch a business with. Yep. Which is also another form of investment because you're investing money into that business.
1: From the dawn of day, I've always wanted to own a gym. Mm-hmm. That is my life goal to own a gym. It's I got to own a restaurant, my man. You want to own a restaurant? Got to. What, what kind of restaurant do you want to own? I don't
0: know, dude. I I've yeah. thought about it, but honestly, I want it to be more than a restaurant. Okay. Like. Like you said, I want, it to be, I want it to be the place where people come and hang out. Yeah. The gym, the coffee shop, the restaurant, the bar, the mm-hmm. library, whatever it is. I just want people to come and hang out at my place and network at my place. Yep. And are they going to buy things when they're there? Probably.
1: Yeah. They're there for a reason. We have,
0: we're humans. We have to consume every day. We have to eat food. Yeah. I want to be able to offer you something to eat. Yep. I want to be able to give you a drink
1: mm-hmm.
0: Kind of goes back to what I was saying In the beginning of this It's hospitality I want people to come into my home My place And I want to be able to offer things to them
1: People become locals for a reason At a certain mm-hmm. restaurant regulars. or a bar I have a ton of regulars where I work I'm a regular at Hometown Coffee mm-hmm. For a very, very good reason Yeah,
0: because you like the place And it's a good spot, man I can work That's there for five
1: hours if I want to mm-hmm. I can run in, run out, get coffee And then Mike will help grow other businesses too, like he did for me yesterday.
0: Yeah, exactly, man. In in
1: return, I'm gonna make sure I I bring him more people too.
0: It's a networking. Yep. Like when I walk into hometown, the girl like the girls are like, oh hey Steven, how are you today? They know me by what what better feeling is that?
1: (laughs) They know me by my 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 first name too, which is love it. (laughs) Which is great.
0: You player. Yep. (laughs) No, but like that like that is just a feeling that you can't get anywhere. If you're oh. from out of town, you go in somewhere, they're not going to know your name. But in your community, when mm-hmm. you walk into a spot and you know people, it's like you're at your house. You're at someone yep. else's house. Yep. You're just hanging out, having a good time. Yep. Because we're humans, we're social creatures. We need social interaction. Exactly. That's something I've come to learn.
1: I think with every single person that you meet, you can, have, you can find at least one common. Um, one common connection with them. Agreed. Yep. Like for you and I, we're both in the real estate world, mm-hmm. right? We both like hometown coffee. We both like the goat. You work at the goat. You know, those are three just connections right mm-hmm. there. Um, I, whether they're in your industry or not, I guarantee you can find at least one thing to connect with them mm-hmm. on. And you can build a relationship based on that. Like I, There's a realtor. I haven't worked with her yet, but I would love to at some point. She goes skiing or snowboarding all the time. Oh,
0: I bet you guys were headed off. We went,
1: we went skiing last week together. Yep, it was great. We had a good time. Mm-hmm. So building a relationship based off of a common interest, you can it's you can build it much better that way. Most
0: definitely, you can always
1: level with someone. Definitely, you can
0: always find common ground. That's something I've come to learn. Mm-hmm. Like, and that that's that's a skill you have to learn too. It's challenging because as a twenty-year-old kid, how do you find common ground with? a 60-year-old man, mm-hmm. it's tough. They come from a different background. But you can always find common ground with someone. Right. That's something I've learned.
1: Maybe you like the same beer. You follow the same sports teams. Mm-hmm. You can just build a there you connection go. off that. All you got to yeah. do is find one connection
0: and bam, you're off to the races. You maybe, hit it off.
1: Maybe you like the same supercar. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. There you go. There you go. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Exactly. I, I kind of am like a chameleon in that sense. I always kind of okay. have been a chameleon in social environments. Like, I could go hang with the nerds. I can go hang with the jocks. Not that there's anything wrong with those respective groups. I respect everyone, mm-hmm. um, unless, unless you give me a reason not to respect you. That's kind sure. of the way I work. But you can always find common ground. Always, always, do. always. always. always.
1: Wanna hear a good example? Mm-hmm. So I have a closing on April 14th coming up and my buyer loves the Red Sox and so do I. When we close, I'm gonna take him to a Sox game afterwards. Yep. love it it's great love it
0: love it yep. i actually went to a red sox game this past monday in boston i think that's the second red sox game I've did ever you go to, open, to was opening life. day no it wasn't opening day it was against the pirates i think
1: oh so it's like two days ago yeah oh nice yeah okay. it was fun um not it, a huge baseball fan though never yeah. have been I was good, just it's a good vibe in family though oh my
0: god it's great yeah.
1: you're just sitting there
0: enjoying the time you've probably been yeah. drinking a little bit let's be real
1: a $12 beer. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Um, they
0: charge you an arm and a leg.
1: My, my girlfriend doesn't like sports whatsoever, but she enjoys the Fenway atmosphere. So.
0: Yeah, because yeah. it's just, you know why? Because it's someone's home.
1: It's a lot of people's home. It's Everybody a lot is. of people's home, but it's a home.
0: And you go in there and people offer you things. And mm-hmm. the vibe is great. And it's a social environment. That's what it comes down to. Everywhere you go. Yep, absolutely. Everywhere you go. This office is a home. The coffee shop's a home. The gym's a home.
1: The gym is most Your definitely. first house is a home. Yep. The gym is most definitely a home. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Agreed. I
0: was there this morning.
1: Yep. I'm going to head there tonight. Beautiful. Yep.
0: Beautiful. Because you have to stay fit. You, um, I know you've mentioned this to me before, but you have run an Ironman, correct? Yep. Or you did an Ironman? Yeah. Holy shit, that's badass.
1: Yeah, the Ironman is the Iron most- All right, come on. Give the us the most...
0: stats. How many miles okay. for everything?
1: The Ironman was single-handedly the most challenging pursuit ever. Mm-hmm. Not business-wise, physically, all of it. The Ironman was by far the most challenging thing I've ever done. I graduated college in three years, um, worked a lot of hours to ma- save and make money. This Ironman was the hardest thing I ever had to do. Mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know, an Ironman is a 2.4-mile swim, a 112 mile bike ride and you in a full oh. marathon all in the same day and you're probably wondering how did you get inspired to do that what what did you do to even start doing that so yeah, you don't just wake up and go do it you don't just wake up and be like yeah i'm gonna run an ironman one day you don't do that so back in 2019 have you heard of nick bear no, bpn so. supplements give him a follow if you don't already mm-hmm. he he documented his entire ironman journey in 2019 The training, the prep, the nutrition, the gear, prepping for race day, everything that comes with race day. He did it in training for it, documented every second of it, and I watched every second of it. Well, this was while I was back in college, and he, I had the time to watch every moment of it, so I did. I was like, wow, that's this man was a bodybuilder, former Army Ranger. Like he, he's doing Iron Man. Sound like that's this is a pursuit I want to try someday. It it got me thinking, like at some day. I'm going to try and pursue this. And then have you heard of yes theory? Yes. Yes theory. So Matt Dager, who's no longer on the show. He's still the blonde dude. That's Thomas Bragg. Okay. Yep. Matt Dager. He, he's not, he's behind camera now. He's not, he's not filming content, but he's behind the camera. Still with yes theory, he ran the Iron Man. There's there's a video on it as well. And they, they made a whole documentary for him. And I watched that that same year. I'm like, two youtubers i like to watch are now nah. doing ironmans i'm like okay maybe this is a cheap achievable maybe it is attainable and then the next year covid hit and all the gyms were shut down so and you I, got a
0: bunch of free time on your
1: hands i'm a health nut i just graduated college i'm like you know what i need to stay in shape what can i do to that now the gyms are closed Man training let's just let's just throw myself into it and see what i can accomplish me and three of my friends from my hometown, because when COVID shut down, everyone went back home. Yeah. One day we woke up. And we're like, you know what? This Sunday, we're running a marathon. It's cold turkey. Straight up? Cold turkey marathon. No shit. We didn't wake up that day and run the marathon. It was like three days out just because of our schedules. We had to wait you till su- Sunday marathon? to do it. Yeah, it's on my Instagram. Go check it out. Wow. It was like mid to late May 2020. We just we woke up on a Sunday, went to... Nashua, New Hampshire, uh, rail trail. Mm-hmm. We ran down to Ayer, Massachusetts and back. And it was a 13 mile oh down 13 mile God. back. Yep.
0: That's crazy. with No training. I mean, you probably we, run we, here and there. We, but
1: I was running quite a bit yeah. just because of COVID uh-huh. and staying in shape that way. But still though do miles, mile 15 to 25 pain, Spain yeah. without the S yeah. and if I muscle through and got it done. And then I'm like, okay, I just did a marathon. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was painful, but it wasn't as bad mentally as I thought it was going to be. So I'm like, okay, maybe this Ironman can actually, I can actually do this. And then the real final straw for me to then pursue that Ironman, have you heard of Chris Nickich? No. So... Funny enough, a real estate agent down in Orlando, Florida, his name is Dan Greeb. He's a broker owner of a Keller Williams branch down there. He's a 20-time Ironman. He's done many, many of these long endurance events. He and this guy named Chris Nickich got connected, and Dan guided Chris to finishing the Ironman in just, just over 16 hours. Mm-hmm. The caveat here is that Chris has Down syndrome. Really? So Chris became the first person ever with Down syndrome to finished the RMM. And back in high school I actually mentored kids with disabilities. Mm-hmm. So it really hit like an emotional side. I was like, wow. There's absolutely no reason why I can't do this. Between yeah, between me feel soft. Between here. Yes Theory, between Nick Bear, the marathon I ran earlier this year, and now Chris Nickitz just did it. Next year it's happening and I don't care what people think about it. Mm-hmm. So did I in the winter I looked around different places. I tinkered between Panama City, Florida, and then Muncie, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Ideally, I would have gone to Florida because Florida's sweet. Not that Indiana isn't sweet, but Florida's more scenic and it's warmer. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But Indiana, I'm like, you know, it's it's a really flat course. And for my first ever race, it may be a good starting point. Let's say, say okay. I want to do it again in the future, I can then pursue a harder course. But let's let's do Indiana. It was in early October of 2021, and I signed up for it in early March 2021.
0: Okay. So about eight months,
1: seven to eight months, I want to say, to train training. for it. Yeah. Yep. And I I went all in on it, bought a three thousand dollar bike, two new pairs of running shoes two two tri suits like I bought. I spent a lot of money on gear, probably close to about five, six grand on gear.
0: No, but when you set a goal like that, yep. you're going to do whatever it takes to do it.
1: Yep. And uh, funny enough, a ex-girlfriend of mine actually dumped me because I was training too much for, for, <laughs> for the Ironman. <laughs> Working too hard. I was working two jobs at the time. I had a part-time job and then on top of guaranteed rate and then with training, I just had no time. And no, I get it, man. Get so understandably, that. she's like, hey, you know, you're not spending time with me. So yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, you know, it's what it is. So good motivation, though, to finish. And then yeah, for sure, those next four months, all in on it, trained every single day. Want to hear my daily routine? Yeah, let's go. So on the weekend, I would do my longer 60 to 80 mile training court, training sessions. Seventy mile bike, ten mile run, half mile swim, whatever. I, I have the brick workouts in a folder I can share with you if you'd like. But during the workday, Monday through Friday, I would wake up at 4 30. Can't do it. Get am out. Get to hot yoga by five AM. Hot yoga from five to six. Go to my, the gym right across the street, Fit Lab. Huh. Uh six thirty to seven fifteen. Seven yeah, seven fifteen. I would just do functional strength training, keep the body in shape on a, on a strength level and then get to work from eight to five, eight to four 30, um, typical nine to five over a guaranteed rate. Uh-huh. And then from the, the second work ended, I'd eat my dinner at 3 PM. So my food would be able to process before I hopped on my bike. I'd be on my bike for 20, 30 miles or I'd go run. What was eight, it a stationary bike? Go or? run. Oh no. I was out. I, I ran on the road out here numerous times all, all the, the way out from Londonderry. I would go down to out to Wyndham. Go up, I went up to, like, um, up in your hooks numerous times out near New Boston. Like, I really... Oh Lord. I went everywhere on this bike. Yep. My main my main path, though, was, like, through Londonderry and through Derry, those areas. Uh, would you listen to Eastern, music while you did it? Or? Eastern, I, I did not because you're not allowed to listen to music during the race. Yes, yeah, so
0: you want to emulate.
1: So not only do I want to train my body to get in shape for the race, but you have to train your mind. Your mind is going to quit far before your body's gonna quit. So if I'm listening to music every single training session, and then all of a sudden I don't have music when I'm going 140 miles on race day, mm-hmm. it's a, you're not gonna be able to complete it. because you're, you're so accustomed to listening to music. So when you're thrown into a different mindset of not listening to music, it's different. So every training session I did, I said no music cause you can't, you can't do that. Honestly,
0: I think that's better for you too. Cause that allows you to work out through through some things in your head too
1: it builds mental toughness for yeah, sure. Most definitely. You get distracted with listening to music, but yeah. if you're building that mental toughness, it's it's great. And October 2nd comes around and my buddy Billy flew out to film the documentary. Mm-hmm. And, the Billy that I know? Yep, Billy okay. Ferdin, yep. And crossing the finish line was the greatest feeling of accomplishment I've ever felt in my life. Going through all the pain of the bike the last 40 miles, running 26 after that, finishing by midnight. It was single handedly the greatest feeling of accomplishment I ever felt in my life. If, you look, if you look back brother. at the video of me crossing the finish line, it's on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. I, my hands are in the air and I come down like this as I'm crossing the finish line I, and I kind of like duck down like this. I put my hands over my eyes. I just started bawling. I'm like there's no way unreal. I just unreal. There's no way I just completed this un, unbelievable accomplishment. Like the amount of people that doubted me, dude, when I said I was doing this, mm-hmm. close friends, family, coworkers, I'm like I'm going to prove all of you wrong. And, and prove and, and prove myself and you right. Did. And now I'm running a half Ironman in June. Training for it now. Love it. Love it. And I plan to do Ironman Arizona in 2024. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned. There's going to be some sick video for That's that. That's a so. bad ass. Yep. And maybe I'll come back on the Mids Only podcast and talk more about that experience. <laughs> but what, are you, uh,
0: what was the hardest part?
1: The bike, without a doubt. Really? So luckily... You finished
0: with the marathon, though, right?
1: Yeah, so it goes bike, run. Sorry, no, swim, bike, run. Yep. The swim is the easiest part. You're, your body's loose. You're all jacked up. You're good to go. It's also the shortest event. So you're done um, within like an hour and a half, yeah, hour 40. Yeah. So you get out of the swim, you're like let's fucking go, dude. This is, I'm ready for it. The first 30 miles on the bike, you're all motivated. 30 to 60, it starts to get a little harder, but you're still motivated. Mm-hmm. 60 to 80, you're really feeling it at this point, but you're still like good to go. 80 to 112. Oh my God. <sighs> Brutal. So, and
0: then the whole time you're on the bike at the end too, you're thinking to yourself, you're like, I have to run a marathon after yep. this too.
1: Yep. So I try to focus on one event at a time just to get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, however, once I finished the bike and got on the marathon, it was two laps. It was 13 mile loops for the marathon course. Since me being a new, um, athlete on the course, many of the athletes were experienced and they've done numerous Ironmans in their life. By the time I finished the first lap, a lot of people were actually already finishing the race. Mm -hmm. Like I could not fathom the idea of going another 13 miles. (laughs) I'm like, I, I can't, could not fathom the idea of doing that. because See, you
0: just have to do it at that point one foot in front of the other. That's yep. your only option.
1: So on the loop, you either turned left to finish the race or you turned right to go back and do another loop. I would have given my left hand at the time to turn left instead of going right. <laughs> it was, I, I couldn't fathom the idea of doing it. And luckily I got some motivation from Mama White and some other athletes around me and also threw it and finished it.
0: How long did it take you, the whole thing?
1: It took me, I think it was just under 15 hours and 55 minutes I finished. I'll Crazy. have to go back and look. I think it was sometime around there, but it was close to that time frame. I was one of the last athletes to finish, but yeah. I think it was, Dude, yeah.
0: So what?
1: doesn't you matter. You are a
0: freaking Ironman. Yeah. Iron Man. yeah. You know how much respect I have for that? That's insane.
1: The next day I woke up, went straight to the tattoo shop and got an Ironman logo. Love it. Tatted on my shoulder. Love so it. Yeah. On my rear delt, to be exact, but yeah, it's badass. Pretty sweet. Most people have like the the giant red logo on their calf. Mm-hmm. I'm sure maybe you've seen one at the goat, but
0: I think um, my roommate's dad has done a couple Ironmans too in his time, so I think he has a couple of those tats. Maybe, yeah. Yeah.
1: I wanted to differentiate myself and have a different different <laughs> style, but yeah, it was a great experience, and I will absolutely do that again at some point. Crazy man,
0: it's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. and that's just being able to say you've done that gives you so much confidence in all the other ecosystems in your life, too.
1: Oh, dude, absolutely. Because gave- at
0: the end of the day, the business doesn't matter. You can fall back on the fact that you are physically fit, healthy, and have a sound mind. hmm Continue.
1: Absolutely. It's... Not only was it a physical accomplishment that I always wanted to achieve, but it now set the standard for a lot of other things in my life. Mm-hmm. Are people in my life also going to pursue massive goals I want to achieve. Am I going to continue to pursue massive career goals in my career as, as an entrepreneur? You have to mm-hmm. set those big goals. I'd rather dream big and miss than be realistic and, yeah. And hit.
0: You got one shot. Might as well exactly. do all You have
1: like, why can't I be one of the best lenders in new England and Colorado?
0: Why not?
1: Why, why not? My manager, Mike Stone, is number one at the company in terms of production as a lender. Why can't I be number one? There you go. Yeah. He wants me to beat <sighs> him, too. It's mm-hmm. going to take some time, but I'm, I think I can do it.
0: Dude, if you've done an Iron Man, you can do anything.
1: It's the plan, man. You just the have plan. To have that vision. You have to. You have I to. have a
0: vision in my head, mm-hmm. and not everyone's going to get that vision, mm-hmm. but you have to stay true to your vision mm-hmm. and know that it is achievable in your reality.
1: Oh, absolutely. What's your vision? What do you want to achieve?
0: I want a lake house, a boat, Where? Lake Winnie. Lake Winnie. I want to go there for the summer, bring my family. Yep. I want a bunch of little kids running around, beautiful baby mama.
1: Me and my buddy Logan want the Businesses, same thing.
0: Businesses, restaurants, yep. investment properties.
1: Me and my buddy Logan want to buy a lake house in Winnipesaukee in the next 10 years. We're looking for investors, so maybe you'll be, maybe you'll be a part of that. Love it. Yep.
0: And you know what? What's crazy too? Those things are achievable. 100%. In this lifetime, in mm-hmm. this reality, those things are achievable, mm-hmm. and you have to believe in that. And people are going to tell you they're not, yeah. But I know they are, yeah. And I know I'm going to work towards those things. Mm-hmm.
1: And again, your network is your net worth. So surround yourself with people that are also achieving massive things. Just like ways to win over there.
0: Our boy. <laughs> that's why. I, that's why I bring so many different people on this platform is because every. Every freaking time, man. I'm nervous before I go on, but I just get so much out of the conversation every time. So much. Here? Yes. The podcast? Yeah. My yes. heart was... From, from hearing people's stories, Yeah, like it motivates the hell out of me.
1: Mm-hmm. When you um first started, I was like, shit, my heart's beating faster than it should be. Right? Me too, man.
0: <laughs> when I sit down to do this, I'm like, oh my God, I have to do it again. I don't know if I can do it. And you've then done, I start going and it's
1: fine. You've done it 20 times, so this is my first one, so... Yeah, I know. I still get nervous, dude. I don't know how Joe Rogan does it. How many he's done? Thousands. Thousands. Thousands.
0: Yep, That's where I want to be. What you know about Mids Only?
1: Best best podcast in New Hampshire. Right? Yep. This is New Hampshire. Soon to be New England. This is New Hampshire, baby. What you know about Mids Only? Soon to be the East Coast. You got
0: anything else you want to talk about? Soon to be
1: the Eastern Time Zone. Anything else? Um, Five-year plan. Give it to me.
0: Close a bunch of deals. Grow my network. Mm-hmm. Buy my first investment property.
1: Perfect. Multifamily?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Owner-occupy.
1: Little FHA 3.5% down. Oh, yeah. Owner-occupy. Oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I love oh, it.
0: Yeah. Maybe out near the seacoast. I don't know. Southern New Hampshire.
1: Build your roots. Yep. Yep.
0: Nice. This is where I'm from, man. Nice. How about you?
1: My five-year plan, do the same thing, but in De- in Denver. Oh, yep. Yep. Build. I want to be a top producer, not only at Megastar, but in New England mm-hmm. and also in Colorado, too. Um, buy numerous investment properties in the next few years, five years probably. Mm-hmm. Owner occupy some multis. Um, I want at least 10 doors to, to manage and build that passive income stream. Yep. Invest in a different areas of the stock market and other business to, businesses as well um and just continue to build and grow and be a badass essentially
0: bench 225
1: 315 yeah See, i got these <laughs> tiny little
0: arms man give me a break i've been lifting for eight
1: break. years now so i've already I, I i have i have scraped the 225 surface already but yeah, three fifteen is next there, in yeah. line.
0: it's just not the frame i got but it's like i said it's achievable run a four minute mile
1: would it's be achievable. cool too
0: my buddy rohan can do that really yeah He he runs track at the Naval Academy. I've actually had him on mids only before. He's a great guy. Oh, have you? Nice.
1: Cool. I, um, my girlfriend, Jill, she was a full ride to snoo for track and field and cross country. This girl can run. Oh, I bet. I bet she's quicker than me. You would never expect Jill, five feet, Jill, to be running a sub five minute mile. You just, that's
0: crazy, dude. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: She's crazy, but she's.
0: Yeah. That's another one.
1: Find my wife. (laughs) Find the wife. Yes. Put a ring on it.
0: Damn right. I love it. I think that's doable within five years. It'll be 25. For sure. I don't know. You got to give some leeway though. You're not going to get everything you want. Like, mm-hmm. like it's, I literally wrote this down last night. It's a tough market to be a buyer. You're not always going to get the things you want, but that doesn't mean you can't find a hell of a deal. And I think that's applicable to more than just real estate right now mm-hmm. in my life. It's yep. a tough market to be a buyer.
1: Go off market. You can yeah. find find yeah, deals off you market. you find a hell of a deal, man. I know, I know a realtor who specializes in multifamily investing, and mm-hmm. he is sending out mailers to every multifamily and, on I-93. I- really? Yep. Just to the people, like, hey, if you're interested in maybe selling your property one day, let me know. I want to mm-hmm. be, I'll, let me build it up. That's great. Yep. That's great. Do you know Tyler Bersenden? Yeah. I think yep. I
0: actually, I don't know. I don't know if I've met him. I know of him.
1: Mm-hmm. Great kid. He's based out of Salem. Mm-hmm. He's 20 as well. Really, you should meet him at some point. Oh, dude, do you go, I definitely got to. Do you go to uh, Do you go to NHREA next week? No, it's on it's on Wednesday. Oh, you're probably working on yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, I probably will be yeah. working. It's a real estate investment uh, meetup. All tons of realtors are there. Tons of people who are in real estate investment go there. Mm-hmm. It's every. It's like the second Wednesday of every month. Yeah, so as
0: you work Wednesdays, it's Wing Wednesday, baby. What you know about it, it? Is
1: if you if you get the chance to like maybe take take that night off or pick up someone's shift earlier in the week, I would I highly recommend going about it. A lot of people go there.
0: Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. You got anything else for me, Nick?
1: Steve, give me, give me one piece of advice that you've learned over the course of your real estate career.
0: <laughs> you don't know everything. Mm-hmm. Someone else knows more than you. You have to be open to learning. Yep. You can yeah. learn from everyone.
1: Whether it's in a good way or a bad way. You can always mm-hmm. find a way to learn, from, learn from somebody. You can learn
0: from someone's mistakes. You can learn from someone's success.
1: Yep. Someone
0: else always knows more than you. Absolutely. you got to keep it humble. Even though I'm wearing the Gucci belt.
1: Wearing the Gucci belt? You have to stay humble. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I could, I wish I would spend money on clothes like that. <laughs> I, it's so not dude, worth mo- it. Most of Actually, <laughs> yeah, it is worth it. Most my, I love this thing, bro. Most of my clothes are gifts for my birthday oh. or Christmas. Thanks. How much did that cost you? If you mind me asking,
0: I think it was like four fifty. Okay. Money's money. Just think, go. Just go make more. I just think, go make more.
1: I think my belt cost me eleven dollars at Costco, <laughs> <laughs> and it does the same job. Does the it same does job. The same exact job. <laughs> it looks good enough on me. So. right,
0: right. Yeah. It's a status thing.
1: One piece of advice I can give, not just you but anybody, is: do not set realistic goals. I love it. Go set goals that you think are. Not at all achievable. I did it. If I can do it, anyone can and do it. And you
0: cross the finish line of an Ironman.
1: Yep, I sure did. Now, am I going to be a, one of the best lenders in New England and Colorado? I sure am. Not going to happen tomorrow. but It's going to happen at some point, and love it. We're, we're going to make that happen.
0: <laughs> Bravo, brother. Yep. Bravo. Where can people follow you?
1: Instagram is Nick White One. TikTok Nick White Mortgages. Same with YouTube as well. Nick White Mortgages. <laughs>
0: You on Twitter at all?
1: I am on Twitter. Nick White Zero. It's oh, not, dude, it's, I'm gonna have to follow you on. Twitter. It is not a a uh, mortgage Twitter. It's more so a personal Twitter. Yeah. But, see, that's how I operate mine. Too. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to starting a new Twitter though, and having it all be mortgage mm-hmm. related. Yeah. See,
0: no. I think on Twitter you gotta you gotta bring a personal brand too. You have to. I think you do need that. I yep. wouldn't start a new one. I just keep going with where you're at. Totally. Make, mix in some mortgage stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Follow me at Nick White One on Instagram. Nick White Mortgages on YouTube and in uh TikTok love it go do it love it where can where can we follow you steve
0: uh steven pets on instagram spetsy on tiktok Mm -hmm. i don't really care about tiktok i want you on instagram and twitter money twitter steven pets what about youtube mids only mids only steve pets mids only what you know about it episode 20 this has been great, yep. Nick. Thanks for coming on, man. Steve, such a pleasure, man. Dude. It was great. Great conversation. I didn't think I was going to get this much out of this, but <laughs> I definitely got a whole lot more than I expected. Dude, and I, I really I, appreciate you sharing your story and your experience. I appreciate you having me on. And This is what it's all about.
1: We'll run it back at some point soon. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. For sure.
1: We'll, it's only is we'll not going anywhere. When we close a lot of deals this year, we'll run it back and we'll talk mm. about those deals. How's that sound?
0: Sounds good to me, man.
1: I love it. Appreciate it. I love it, man.
0: Cut.